Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Sydney Fetkenhauer, and today I'm joined by my good friend Brianne, who studied abroad at Hansi University in the Netherlands in the spring of 2022. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Brianne. Hi, I'm Brianne Delane, and I'm a senior this year at St. Norbert. Um, I'm a business and marketing major with a graphic design minor. And yeah, I recently just got home from studying in the Netherlands. That's so exciting. We're super happy to have you on the podcast, and I'm excited to hear about all of the answers to our questions today. So we'll just get right into it. Um, the first one we have is what made you choose Grown Again as your city to study abroad in? So when I was first looking at where to study abroad, um, I knew because of uh, just my financial aid package here that I needed to go to an exchange school. So when I was looking at those, I had two options, basically to go somewhere in Australia or to go um, to Hanse in the Netherlands. So I knew I wanted to be in Europe mainly because I wanted to be able to travel from country to country on um, breaks and things. Um, so that was a big deciding factor. And also because of the structure of the um, education I was going to get there, it was very international based um, and very project oriented where you would be working a little bit more on real world application projects rather than sitting in um, lectures in a classroom. So that was very intriguing to me. Yeah, at, at that point, Australia was actually closed. So, right, so it, it was, was really the only option, but default. I'm glad it was what you wanted anyways. Default. I think um, Hanze is one of our most underrated programs and I think it definitely deserves more hype. So what was the vibe like in the city in general? When I got there fully jet lagged <laughs> and um, exhausted, um, I just, I was in love with it. You're you know, very typical Dutch city. So Groningen sits in the north of the Netherlands, as far north as you can go. Um, and it's pretty close to the German border as well. So there's a lot of German heritage that crosses over into the city. Um, but very typical Dutch city with uh, canals. It is actually contrary to popular belief. Um, it has more bikes per person than even Amsterdam has. Wow. And more bikes overall than Amsterdam has. So when I would go to Amsterdam, I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is nothing compared yeah. to the amount of bikes that Groningen had. Um, so that was very typical. Lots of cutesy little, you know, streets and neighborhoods. Um, yeah. And the vibe overall, I mean, such a student city. Out of 300,000 people, 70,000 were students. That's a three, big population. Yeah, three universities. Um so very, very cool. And a lot of great, great shopping, great like cafes, places to eat, tons of bars. I don't think they ever stop going to bars. <laughs> Every day looks like it's Friday or Saturday night. Wow. Um, so that was definitely very fun. And yeah, just like I think overall, I loved the community of the city and um, just the young, the catering to young people. Yeah. So what was your living situation abroad like? I lived in, so when you go to um, Hansi University, you're expected to find your own housing. You don't live on campus um, and there's no housing provided by the school. So when I um, 
went, I found they offer you a couple options or like suggestions, suggestions yeah. to go look at. So I went with one called short stay housing, which um, they had a few different options around the city and I, they fill up very fast. So I got the last, I guess what you would call everybody's last pick. And when I got there, um, it definitely was a little bit more, I would say, run down than mm-hmm. what we're used to, especially here at SMC. We're really lucky. It's yes. really nice, yes. luxurious. <laughs> yes. So um, when I got there and uh, so it's you get your own room, which is really nice. And the rooms were fine and um, pretty spacious. And then you share a kitchen with up to 40 people. And so my kitchen had 40 people in it. Wow. Um which can get very messy and you have people from all over the world cooking different kinds of cultural foods and things that smell different and <laughs> that look different and people who have different standards of what cleaning up after yourself looks like and things like that so definitely um were some hardships there but i think i would not change it for the world because the people i met there from all around the world made living there worth it Mm-hmm. and made living there like living with your family um everyone was always there for each other our doors were open all the time um and there was always something to do there was always some someone to eat dinner with always like a great great community within that so yeah that was the living situation and you knew it was a student residence because you would come up and you'd just see like thousands of bikes out in the well, that's your like transportation in the Netherlands. Yeah. The, the parking lots don't even have cars in them. Mm-hmm. It's just like bike racks. <laughs> so what were your classes like there and how did the format compare to here at SNC? The format was extremely different. So you do two seven week semesters um, for the spring semester, which is where I went. Um, and within that seven week semester, you work on a project and then you also work on what are they call theory courses. So when you study in the Netherlands at Hanze, um, these students who go there all four years, they're in the same group of about 20 students through all four years. So you go to the same classes together. You never interchange with people who you're- Kind of like a cohort type of thing. And so I had the um, privilege of working on a couple cool projects. One was a simulation um, of running a company and you would really, looking at all your financial numbers and um, plugging in different things and seeing how that interacted with the simulation. And that was very, very useful. And then um, the second project was working with a local company. Actually, it was one of Hamze's alums. Um, And his company was GrowID, which was basically kind of almost like an outsourcing agency for projects. Um, and we did a full market research analysis into expanding into um, the UK or Germany. So half of the class did the UK and half the class did Germany. And then we really went in and actually talked with a lot of German business people within his sector and were able to provide him a pretty good um, opinion by the end of it. And then the theory courses are a little bit different than what you would think as a typical class or lecture. You basically do two chapters every seven weeks, um, but you only have two lectures out of those seven weeks to learn all that you have in those. um, That could be very challenging. So it's pretty challenging and you really have to rely on, um, you know, sitting down and really studying and reading through your book because all of the exams for theory is just multiple choice. 
Mm-hmm. And it can be anything from the book because you've been studying the same book for all four years. So that was a huge, I think, disadvantage for me, um, trying to understand that different learning style and pass those courses. But um, the projects and the international viewpoints I got from my classmates was um, something that I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you got to interact with lots of different people from around the world, and that's such a great community, but specifically Dutch culture, what were your favorite aspects about it, and what were your interactions with the locals like? Okay, Dutch people can be very direct. (laughs) I found that out immediately when I got there, and I would want to have small talk with everybody, whether it be a cashier, whether it be my server, and they looked at me like I was absolutely crazy. That's yeah, I know you. You're friendly. You're chatting it yeah. up with everybody you encounter. So. so that took a while to kind of tone that back a little bit. Um, my favorite interactions, actually, uh, Groningen was lucky enough to have, like many European cities, was lucky enough to have um, like a public market um, three days a week. So it was on Tuesdays, um, Fridays, and then Saturdays. And I went all the time. I loved it. I loved going and talking with the vendors, um, whatever they were selling, whether it be produce or spices or whatnot. They really remembered who you were. They were like, oh, I remember you and what can I get for you today? And so I think that that was a fun connection for me. Um, I didn't have as many Dutch friends as I think I was expecting to have, Mm -hmm. but more international friends because it was such an international city. Um, But yeah, the Dutch friends that I did have, it's very, I think one of the weirdest things to me was they had what they call, I'm not even sure what they call, but it's basically like a sorority or fraternity, Mm -hmm. but for Dutch people. And they haul around on these bikes in these gangs and they're all dressed the same (laughs) and they're all like drinking while biking which is illegal but all this stuff and you just are like that was such a difference what is this and um but yeah it was like dutch version it's gotta be a sight to see yeah (laughs) it's definitely interesting um so tell us about the other types of traveling you got to do abroad on your breaks or um just trips on the weekends so I intended when I, I, a big part of why I went to the Netherlands was because it was within Central Europe and I was able to, um, you know, travel from out of the Netherlands um, and get to some of the countries that were on my bucket list. I planned to maybe do three trips max. I was hoping to do three trips. I did 11 countries. Wow. And I think like nine trips in general. Um, so I did not expect to do all that. So I did a couple. um, My first trip I did was I went to Italy and I went to Venice and then I went skiing for a few days um, in the Dolomites. So that was something I was terrified to do. I was so scared to do solo travel by myself. By the end of it, I wanted to do every trip solo travel Mm -hmm. because I love the freedom to go and see what I wanted to see and meet people and have the experiences. and kind of from there, I then I had a lot of people from friends from the U.S., friends and family come to visit me. So every time they'd come to visit me, we'd spend a few days in the Netherlands and then we would go out and we would um, see a country that was of interest to them. So that I was very thankful to be able to explore a lot more. And then um, 
Yeah. And then within my residence that I was living in and the friends that I made there, I was constantly taking trips with them. I could never, um, I could never say no. <laughs> if we it's had, a good thing to learn yeah. to say yes. For one time in your life, if it's any time to be saying Just yes all the time, it's take, when you study abroad. Yeah, take the opportunity and go. So I had lots of friends um, and spontaneous trips that we would plan two days before we were going to go. And okay, we're going to go to Paris now and blah, blah. And, um, in Europe, it's a lot easier to do that. So It's a lot easier to travel um, and bop around with the transportation. So. What yeah. other countries did you go to besides Italy? Can you just list them off? I can list them. <laughs> I know I there's a lot. Get them all in a row. Um, I went to Italy. I went to France a couple times, different um, cities. Uh, I've been to Spain. I've been. I went back to Ireland. I had been there once before, but mm-hmm. I went back. Um, I've been to Greece. I've been to um, Slovakia, Hungary, Czech Republic. Dipped into Poland for a little bit, Germany, Norway. Um, Your big hiking, solo yes. hiking trip was in Norway. Norway was the last hurrah trip that I planned before I came back home. There were two things I really wanted to do um, when I, two things I really wanted to do when I went over there. One being skiing and one being I want to go backpacking through some mountain range or something mm-hmm. nature. So I went for... Uh, 12 days by myself camping and hiking in Norway, which was That's definitely a very like... Get it? Intense? N- ha yeah. ha. <laughs> intense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it was so... <laughs> it was one of the most um, challenging experiences I ever went through mentally and physically. I've never hiked anything like that before in my life, and I've never been alone with myself without any technology for so long in my life um but see you and your thoughts i guess (laughs) yeah but it was definitely a very transformative amazing experience met a lot of cool people while hiking um and found a new love relationship with the rain as it rained for 10 of the day 12 (laughs) days of my trip so everything was always wet i was always wet is what it is but um yeah, I might have missed a couple countries in there. But That's I, all right. I don't, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was your favorite memory from your experience abroad? Oh, there's so many. You can choose one. But I, or a I couple. Get, yeah, <laughs> I get this question since I've been home. and That's the question think, everybody asks. Yeah, and I think I narrow it down to um, experience in the Netherlands. So they have a holiday called King's Day. And what King's Day is, is it's the royal families um it's not his actual birthday but it's just like a holiday birthday i think the uk has this as well where it's like the queen's birthday she has two birthdays or something yeah. like her actual and birthday holiday. and then a public holiday yeah. i guess so what king's day is is everybody wears orange you have to wear like this bright neon orange and everybody wears it and they're all pouring out into the streets for a big party so there's it's a three-day holiday. Nobody, nothing's open. So it's King's Night, which is um, raves in the streets <laughs> and like big concerts. And then there's King's Day, which is more of that and um, different like flea markets and food um, trucks and things like that. And then um, the Sunday after is a little bit more chill, and there's actually like a 
um, bigger market in general for that. But I loved it. I thought it was like a party. Everyone was having a good time. Everyone's dressed up in orange. Um, and then they actually have, which I didn't pay to go to, kind of wish I would have, but the biggest artists in the Netherlands, like singers and musicians, they had three stages around the country. And you can get from top to bottom of the Netherlands in four hours mm-hmm. by train. So they had three stages, one in Rotterdam, which is the lowest you can go in the Netherlands, one in Amsterdam, and one in Groningen. And let's say like the an artist would start in Groningen and do three shows that day. So they rotated. That's crazy. And it was like 20 different artists and just like crazy, crazy party and like very exciting. So I really, really love that experience and just seeing. That's a unique cultural experience too. Seeing the Dutch culture unfold like that. And the canals were so full of boats and people like you just walked from boat to boat. You Mm -hmm. didn't even like move your boat. You just put your boat in the canal and then you'd like walk along the boats to get to wherever you were going to go. So yeah, it was just. It was very, uh, it was just a good party and something that I think I was looking forward to once I learned about it once I got there. Yeah. So that seems like a very positive memory. You talked about a lot of good things, but were there any challenges you faced while abroad? I mean, I'm sure there are. You're there for a long time. Yeah. I think my biggest challenge was, um, and not something that I was expecting, but educationally, Mm -hmm. I think it was so different in a sense that I wish there would have been someone to, like, I don't know if I had mentioned this, but I've been one of the first people to go on this program in years. So there was no one really to provide advice or provide a perspective Mm -hmm. of an American student going there. And I was the only American student there that I ever, I didn't meet anyone else. um, And I had even reached out to the school and there weren't any other students there this year. And this is a pretty big university, so. Um, surprising. Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of it played into COVID happening and things yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I wish there would have been a little bit more structure because I think the education system they use all over Europe too, but especially there was so vastly different than what I'm used to here. Um, like not really going to classes. It wasn't an, ex- an expectation that you went to classes. And when you did kind of show up, your professors were like, oh, this is shocking. Yeah, you're, you're here. here. And so it was almost more so like you're expected to just read your textbook and go and try to take the test when your test date comes up. And that that's not the style of learning mm-hmm. that we're used to here at SNC at all. It's very um, relationship oriented between you and the professor and um, small class sizes and um, focus. They take attendance. You're expected to be You're there. You're expected yeah. to be there and be held accountable for things. There was no homework. There was no nothing like that. So um, I think I struggled in a sense with that. And the other thing I think I struggled with was just the change in uh, transportation. My bike ride to class took me um, 40 minutes one way. And it was five miles, rain or shine. And so for the first few months I was there, it was constantly downpouring. And I will never get over how uh, Dutch people are able to bike in the rain like that. How do you see? Drenched. That's my question. You can't, <laughs> exactly. You have to, like, keep looking up and you're, like, wearing these, like, safety goggles. Yeah. 
And so I just, I could never understand how you were able to bike through the rain like that, get soaked through to the bone, and then just go sit in class. In and class, not, and not in an office. Not in an office. And I just thought that was I mean, I guess when thing. everybody's just <clears throat> dripping wet because yeah. it's raining, it's normal. Exactly. So that was definitely something that I, I got used to, but then it almost kind of became a joke. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, okay. Here we go again. It's Here raining for the so, fifth day in a row. Yep. Um, so I think this might be the second to last question, but Gilman scholarships are one of the options students may have on top of their St. Norbert financial aid and you were a Gilman scholar. So what was that application process like for you and what did the scholarship help with throughout your study abroad experience? Um, so when I was a freshman, I went to like a Gilman info session, which I think they have yearly here at SMC. And that kind of just put it in the back of my mind mm-hmm. that it was an option. And so when I came time to the semester before I went abroad, um, I reached out to study abroad and asked if that was still an opportunity, which it was. Um, and I waited a little bit too long to <laughs> start my applications <laughs> um, and my essays, but um I got them done, never, nevertheless, um, and I think it's a really generous scholarship, mm-hmm. and I think it really allows you to um, alleviate some of the financial stress when you're abroad. Um, not only did it help me, it basically funded most of my um, expenses that I needed to pay out of pocket while I was there mm-hmm. um, for housing and you know, food and um, some of the other fees that I needed. But then that, you know, in itself freed up money for me to be able to go and do these trips and these mm-hmm. travels that I was able to do. So I really think that if if you can do it and you're eligible for it and you can apply, take the time to apply for it. It, like I said, it's a very generous scholarship. I think it ranges between $3,000 and $5,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a lot of work to apply, but that that's also a pretty gotta get good, on top of it and yeah it's a good start story. early start so, your application early yes so yes. yeah citizens of the united states who are in good academic standing and are Pell grant recipients qualify for this scholarship so check out the website gilmanscholarship.org for more details and now we're on to our last question so do you have any general advice for students who may be studying abroad in the future uh learn to take learn to say yes Mm-hmm. and take chances. Um, some of the best memories I have and most uh, are in the strongest connections are when I said yes to going and, you know, going into the city center with, a you know, someone in my hall who I had never talked to before mm-hmm. or um, just met people like that or went on a trip with a group that I wasn't really too familiar with, but I thought, okay, mm-hmm. we'll be friends by the end of it for sure. Um, and I think that just, uh, yeah, I, I really think being able to say yes and taking the, um, abroad to really like reinvent yourself. You're blank slate when you go abroad. Nobody really knows you unless you go with other people from SMC. But even then, um, they pro- you may not know them very well. Yeah. You can. Right. Form new connections that you can come back to when you come back to SNC. Exactly. So, yeah, I would just say reinvent yourself. Take time to do the things you want to do. Um, this is maybe one of the only times in your life where you're not going to be working or part of a thousand organizations and mm-hmm. have a million commitments. That was my favorite part about 
um, that I just had time to enjoy the city, enjoy traveling and meeting people. And yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much. That wraps up today's episode. Um, We loved you being our guest this week. So thanks again. And be on the lookout for more episodes this semester. And don't forget that the Gilman Scholarship deadline is fast approaching. So if you're eligible, get started on that. Applications are due at the beginning of October for those that qualify. And see you next time for more adventures.